I I feel that this is an opportunity to share and talk about things that we like both when we teach and when we mm -hmm. practice. And I really like the confrontational or different points of view that we have on different things. So I hope yeah. this conversation will be uh, picking some brains. Yeah, I think people like to call us yin and yang. Yeah. But we are, I feel like we are more alike than people think. Uh, maybe because I am more outgoing in general when we meet people, but we are both introverts and I think we, yeah. we, we kind of see each other. In, in that sense, when, when we talk about introversion and extroversion, I was, well, my family is half Italian and half Spanish. I was born in Argentina and there I passed, I, I was an introvert and I came here to Norway and bam, I became an extrovert just being here in Norway. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of the culture, I don't know. I, it's, it's kind of a contrast, Yeah, I, I believe. But I understand this sense of having to break the shell and going mm -hmm. out. I believe that for people that go into this, um, you could say, spiritual path is a thing. It's you Sometimes when you want to share what is close to your heart, you need to break the shell and be out, but that doesn't want that you're comfortable with some attention that you get mm -hmm. around. Some people think that you do this because you want people to like you, but it's, it's, it's part of being a teacher. Right? I love mm -hmm. teaching. I think that that requires for me to be in front of the camera or in front mm -hmm. of the mat, but that doesn't mean that I feel comfortable doing that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think, Uh, some people maybe have the wrong impression of that word because we use it all the time. And then you think that introverts is people that are quiet. Mm. They are in the background or, you know, uh, because of the word introvert. And then they think extrovert is out there loud and outgoing. But um, you have people that are introverts. They're also out there. And like me, I feel like I have to be out there. And when I teach or if I have my... Uh, shows and mm -hmm. you have to be out there and really give yourself to whatever you're diving into. But uh, the word extrovert and introvert, isn't it really like uh, if you're an introvert, you get um, tired of being around, around too many people. And, yeah. and, and the opposite is you get uh, energy when you're around a lot of people. So it's not really so much about your maybe the personality you show yeah. out. And I think that is confusing for people. Yeah. So then they think, huh, is you an introvert? And I'm like, yeah, I don't use that word so much anymore. Mm. Yeah, now is, I think that the last couple of years, especially 2020, had taught us that we need to go with the flow and not really mm. plan much. Yeah, I love been, that. <laughs> I, I believe in, in what I call the surfer's mind. Yeah. Did you practice surf? Yeah. And because for me, I don't have a great sense of balance. And, and that, yeah. that, that you know, it's like I, 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 I struggle with my balance. But when I started going into uh, the water with the board and trying first to kneel on the board, mm. <laughs> I, I started to realize that some waves you can follow and some waves you need to let go because yeah. it's kind of crazy. You, mm. you're, you're going to hurt yourself badly. Mm. And, I believe in the surfer's mind as having to 
flow with certain things in life in general and use them as an advantage, even if the the this waves look frightening and very tall is it's also endearing just to climb on the wall and whoosh, go towards go towards the the shore yeah so there is no way of resisting big waves right you need to flow with those waves and try to move forward with them and especially when it comes to surfing you just need to go in the water yeah and maybe first step is just to lay on the board I was, uh, yeah, I was living a little bit in Brazil, back and forth over a period of five years, and it was a really, really beautiful place for surfing or beginners. Which part of Brazil? North of Brazil, and um, my friend took me to this little village called Pipa. No, oh my God. What do you I, mean? Yeah, because <laughs> my, my first boyfriend was from Natal. Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's Pipa, like one hour from Natal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so Pipa for me is, uh, yeah, it was like the place I wanted that was my, I don't know what to call it, my second home for five years. Wow. So I've been there a lot. I know a lot of people there, and it's just a beautiful place. Do, do you know that, that this part of Brazil is uh, on a big, giant uh, rose quartz uh, no. mine? No, but I can. it just makes sense when you say it, because the time I was there, yeah. it was... Um, it was I was there after my last breakup where mm-hmm. I was so heartbroken. I just, uh, yeah, my soul was dead. So that place kind of became my refugee. Mm-hmm. And I have so many beautiful stories from that place because that place is just vibrating love and freedom and everything. It's an amazing place. Yeah. And I had this moment uh, because you have three really famous beaches. Yeah. And uh, you have like Praia da Mors, Let the Love Beach. I wasn't there. That's not the place I was much. But you have uh, Mm. this uh, monkey beach. Yeah. And that's kind of like in the middle. um, And a lot of surfers go there. But one day I was there and I was on my board. And it wasn't that wave it wasn't a lot of waves because i don't need a lot of waves (laughs) i just need to get in the water you had beautiful sun and when you are um the beaches in pipa is you have this have you been there yes yeah yeah you know they have these big mountains yes Uh, you have the beach and on the background is like a backdrop of just a massive mountain yes and a lot of green and sound of birds and monkeys so I was one day I was out on my board and my heart was broken and I was sitting there and just enjoying the view. Mm. It's instead of looking out on the horizon, yes. I was looking da- back down to the beach and yes. the, this mountain and the green nature, everything. Yeah, the morros. Morros. Oh, yes. And suddenly to dolphins. Yes. It's not dolphins. I'm sorry. It's called... Um, uh, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of dolphin. Yeah. yeah. But it's called Dolphin Beach. Yes. So two dolphins was jumping like one meter away from me. And I was looking at them. And I was looking at the view, the beach, and this backdrop of just massive nature and this rock. And, mm. and I was thinking, oh, my God, this is paradise. This is heaven. It is. This is Nirvana. This is. And... You can think something, look at something and feel it. But at that moment, 
I feel like I had the same realization as I have in a meditation when you get realizations. Of course. You sit there. Yeah, and you just download this immense feeling of we are in paradise and we just don't know it. I I relate that to this idea of Buddhism that you are already enlightened. Yeah. You are already Buddha. You just need to realize that. Yeah. <laughs> I I I like that idea and this is uh what I think it made me for most people uh this kind of rebel going through through this path because people tend to think that okay you're going to get there after a lot of hard work and you might not get it in this life and there is something that is very far away mm. and especially in the in the western world you have this idea of god being in the altars yeah. right and in in the eastern world you have this idea of God being within you, that you are the divinity. So you are in front of the mountains and you realize that this place is beautiful because you're, all, you're also in it. Mm. You're also part of that. I feel that this is a very powerful feeling. It requires you to let go of the plants. My, my yeah. grandmother had a, a saying, my grandmother lived in, she was Spanish and she flee. Spain during the Civil War, and she said, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> and I, I believe that 2020 was, uh, if God exists in the way we think God exists, uh, he will be laughing a lot, right? Yeah, he will. No, but if if we just take the time to appreciate what we have but i feel like it's just also open your view expand your mind mm -hmm. it's all about expansion because everything is there yeah that reminds me a lot uh, to uh, we, we had been talking about this in in the teacher trainings that we're running here at the chalet in norway uh, we we spoke about uh geranda this uh master yoga master mm. he was uh uh, he was teaching yoga to the kings mm. and he was a tantric teacher. So he believed that enlightenment was to be in nature, not need anything and not feeling alone. Mm. Just a realization that you are part of something bigger. Yeah. And when you tell me this anecdote of what you saw in Pipa when you were in the board looking at the Moros and, and all that, I, I feel that the sense mm. of, okay, Nothing's needed. We have mm. everything that we need. But I think it's a diff. Uh, it's a difference between realization mm -hmm. and observation. Mm. And uh, you have people they can look at the nature and they can say, "Oh, this is so beautiful," and you know, and yeah, yeah. appreciate things. And that's an observation. Yeah. And we are good at observe, and we can even be better at observe. But what I think when uh, we both have studied Buddhism and yeah. we know when it comes to realizations, uh, if I want to um, try to describe that, it's like you observe something and you get a feeling, right? Good yeah. feeling. And some people have asked me like, but what do you mean with re realization? But for me, it is it's like your whole body's awakening 
and align to a new feeling that was never there before. Okay, can we un unpack this a little bit? <laughs> yeah, we can try. Um, because when you say observation or realization, people mm -hmm. can't see you, but it's a different gesture, different yeah. eyes. <laughs> it's like your whole body reacts to the word realization, yeah. <laughs> letter by letter. And does it happen, if I have to bring it to the body, because this is something that I usually try to do. When I yeah. try to understand something yeah. that is new to me, I try to bring it to my body and try to see how it feels. Yeah, Observation looks like it is more in the mind, Yeah, right? I agree. And realization is more where? Realization, for me at least, it's something that is kind of like... Um, It's like I, I, you know me. I'm all into this tantra thing, yeah, yeah. and it, I always, always use uh, the um, feeling of falling in love. Mm. I always use that term. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I can't use that again to to make my point, but it is the best example. When you fall in love, yeah, you don't observe a per person, and then you feel like, oh, that person is nice, and that is an observa observation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can look at the picture and yeah, say, yeah. oh, she's beautiful, yeah. or he's nice, yeah. or good looking, or she has beautiful eyes, the way she dresses. Uh, that's an observation, and yeah. it can still give you a good feeling. But when you have a realization, it's like when you meet someone. Yeah. If it, Let's call it love for first sight or something. Yeah. Uh, it can also grow, but you meet someone, and then it's like hits you in the stomach. And it's like, wow, this is the person I just been longing for. Or you just get a feeling of, I just But get connected. And then it fills you yeah. with this feeling. Isn't that, that the boundaries between what you are observing and you like dissolve? Because when you explain this love at first sight... It happened when I met my husband. We mm. we met in a like in a yeah in a work dinner. Yeah, and he came late because he was like uh, hiking in the <laughs> mountains. Mm -hmm. So he arrived, and the room stopped. Yeah, and you and saw was, him. And I saw him, and I was like trying. Everyone around the room disappeared, and I was yeah. trying to go across to shake his hand. Yeah, <laughs> and we were looking in the eyes, and. There was some sort of strange connection because we, m my boss was trying to, my boss didn't speak English, so he needed me as a translator. Yeah. And I was like the worst translator ever in that night because he was <laughs> next to me and my future husband to be. Yeah. He was across, across the table and we were like talking to each other and I was ignoring everything that was yeah. happening around it. So I believe that realization comes more from like a full body experience. Yeah, you, when you saw him, what yeah. what did you think? It's like No, I wasn't thinking anything. Because you feel it and it's like something yeah. is taking like, over your body. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a BioShock. I was yeah, like Exactly. Struck. And at the same time, you you kind of had this feeling like this is This is it. You don't have to define it like oh this is going to be my husband or this is going to be something. I didn't know what was no, happening. But you just know that wow, it, this is how it feels when you meet someone that are 100% just in line with something in you. You don't have to define what it is, but you just know. And that is what I call a realization because you know wow, it's people in this world that are connecting me mm. or we are connected in some way and you don't know what it is, so you don't have to define what will happen in the future. 
But the feeling you have there at that moment is just possessing your body and you just know, wow, this is yeah something. I, what I'm thinking now is, okay, these things happen without you having to provoke them because yeah. you weren't looking for that when you mm. were in At Pipa. Surfboard, yeah. And I wasn't looking to find a husband yeah. 14,000 kilometers away from my home. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because him is the reason that I moved to Norway. Yeah. Um, when you think about that, is it looks like it's something that you can't provoke, right? It's something that you find, but you can't provoke? Good question. Uh, I don't know if it's a question or just a... It's, a, it's an open thought. Yeah, Maybe we it's can... It's an open thought. Hmm. Huh. Huh. I think you can provoke it. Like in this moment, I'm going to feel this. Because, but you can facilitate yourself and yeah. you can prepare yourself to have more of these experiences. Yeah, th this is this is a kind of tricky question yeah. because I was leading you to <laughs> what I think led me to have more experiences like that. Yes. Because some people think that to feel these kind of things, you need to be very lucky, right? Mm. That is connected with luck. Mm. But I discovered through time that you can somehow open your heart to be more prone to live this kind of experiences. 100%. And, and not to be daydreaming, because mm. it's, it's not that no. we are not down to earth I think people. daydreaming goes under the category of observing again. You Imagining. Yeah. That is not the same as feeling and connecting. Yeah. But daydreaming is also super important. But that is another thing. Yeah. yeah. For, another, for another talk. <laughs>